Sugar and Dread podcast. First name Sugar. Second name Dread. Inside, inside, we are back like we never left. Um, we have um, a top five for you today. Top five cinematic franchises. Uh, we have got some poems from mm-hmm. Ross Gay and Rachel Long. Pion, pion, pion. Um, it's wavy. It's wavy. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be a fun one. Um, mm-hmm. Follow us. On Twitter at Sugar and Dread, yep. uh, find us on on Spotify, Apple Music, all of Apple Podcasts, all of that stuff, yeah. and leave us a review. Um, please, yeah, please Five go on stars. Apple, leave us a review, um, leave us a rating. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Gabriel, how be thee? Right, I started singing because you started singing a couple of weeks ago. Yo, that is getting cut. How are you, fam? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm 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 well. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been one of those. It's been one of those weeks where like time is just disappearing under my, under my under my a. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to relearn how to manage my time because clearly I've forgotten how to do that. This um this side of the of the pandemic. Um, so yeah, yeah, I might, I might do a time management thing. Um, but other than that, though, I'm cool. I'm cool. Just organization. I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a mess. Um, how are you? Yeah. Um, again, mm-hmm. thinking about, um, <coughs> black, cause it's black history month. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, thinking about black, yeah. In the UK, thinking about black history month. Um, I've always been a bit like, meh. Because I'm like one month in the year, um, it, it just it's just a little bit wet for me. Um, but then I'm like, you know what? February. Say that again. I said at least at least we ain't stuck stuck with February. Yeah, but I just mean like one month, um, and then that's it. So, but then mm. I'm also like, you know what? Um, if we're gonna get that month, use the month in it. Um, use yeah. it use it to to celebrate it and whatever. And so, yeah. Yeah, just just some interactions where I'm just like, fam, like mm. is this is this really what you have to deal with during Black History Month? Yeah. Um is this are we really not on the same page? Um Black History Month events with black artists. Um like Ooh. just basic basic things where I'm Maybe. like, are we not all on the same page where this is what we're trying to do in Black History Month? If mm. the event is a Black History Month event, can it please just be a black, black event <laughs> like that's 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 my one request in it but yeah outside of that um at the same time i can't come and die for black history month um because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh i know that the black history is being made um every day uh because i see my circles i see what my people are doing mm-hmm. so um 
I'm chill on that front. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, should we uh should we get into this top five? Let's enter. Let's enter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Actually, I got I got something for you a little bit later. Um, oh, cool. So the top five this week is top five cinematic franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, this was fun. I enjoyed this. <laughs> um, I I think I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not gonna talk too much. I'm not gonna mm. talk too much. Um, let's just get bracken. Yeah. Let's go. Cool. So let me start with some honorable mentions. Uh-huh. The Godfather, mm. uh, Fast and Furious as well gets an honorable mention. The progression of that film franchise is hilarious. <laughs> like watch, like watch the first Fast and Furious and the most recent Fast and Furious back to back, and it is it's just nuts. Like it's nuts. You'll be like, how did we get here? Like trying to track how you got from from one to Hobbs and Shaw is mad. Um, and then my final honourable mention to James Bond. Cool. In at number five, the Bourne franchise. Oy. Now, I rewatched these literally a couple days ago, and I was just like, these are so good. Um, mm. The Bourne franchise is it's just so good. Like it's it's so it's so good. It's so like espionage. Um, and kind of forgot how old it was, like how old the first three were. Um, now legacy and the other ones, not as strong as the first three, of yeah. course, hence why it slides down. But like, man, those first three born films, absolutely brilliant. The fight scenes where my man is like one where he's fighting and he's got like he picks up a pen and he's improvising the other one is like a magazine and then in a next one he like ends up like finishing like versing my man who's got a knife and he's got the towel like it's sick like the fight scenes yeah. in it are sick born the born is sick um have to rate it cool in at number four i have star wars yeah now you can't not have star wars in like a film franchise cinematic franchise list um i've got star wars at number four because i love the original ones and i also think that the i i like the new ones i really like the new ones um except maybe the last except the last new one i thought that was a bit stupid um but yeah the i think the first two new ones Mm. cool in at number three i've got harry potter Mm -hmm. solid now solid The reason I've got Harry Potter is because in my mind, the book is superior to the films. Yeah. And so I've, um, I've docked it points for that. I'm not kind of thinking of the books as part of this franchise, as part of this cinematic franchise. No. Um, so I'm thinking of the films and I'm kind of trying to keep it to that. And for that reason, Harry Potter comes in at number three. I love them. Mm -hmm. I love the films. They're, they're, um, even the bad ones are bad in a fun camp way and it's yeah. enjoyable. Um, in at number two, Jesu, um, <laughs> I have the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe. Gang. What can Gang. I say? What can I actually say? Fam. They started, they started with Iron Man. Well, I mean, technically there was that kind of the old first Incredible Hulk that is still, yeah. um, I think, it's still canon. This, but it's yeah yeah but in terms of like the the concept of 
MCU, like they started thinking about that with Iron Man and mm. like now we're here. Do you know what I mean? Like now we're yeah. here where where Marvel is inevitable. Um it's it's marvelous. It's it's marvelous, it's fantastic, it's um it's greatness, do you know? MCU, bad boys, doing it big, number 100%. two. In at number one. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Oh me, oh my. Oh me, <laughs> oh my. Like amazing, amazing film. Cinematography, elite, score, elite storylines elite and like i think the difference between harry potter and lord of the rings is summed up in this like with the movies and stuff yeah nobody watches nobody hears that you've watched lord of the rings and tells you to go and read the books do you know what i mean like the fans of the lord of the rings films are like yo this is sick and even if they've read the books ain't nobody trying to tell you to read the books because Mm. you know why because the films slap and they're faithful they slap, to the books they've, too, they've, more or less. They're faithful, they're amazing, they're fantastic. I haven't mm. read the books. Um, I feel like I should, but you know what? I just rewatched the films. And maybe that's what's wrong with society. Maybe that's what's all that's wrong with young people. But you know what? I don't care. Lord of the Rings is my number one. Yes, kids, you should read. Um, But in the case of Lord of the Rings, I provide you with this one exception. Um, it's lit, man. Mm. It's lit. Um, hold tight, Legolas, uh, the baddest, the the baddest um archer in the game. Um, just just levels, bruv. Levels. I ain't got no more to say. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, man. I'm finished. Let me run back my top five. In at five, I had Born. In at number four, I had Star Wars. Mm-hmm. In at number three, I had Harry Potter. In at number two, I had Marvel and the MCU. And yeah. in at number one. I had Lord of the Rings. Yes, 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 yes. That's a strong list. That's a strong list. Um, yes, it is. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I, I'm not going to fight you on this one. Let's let's go. Let's 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 go with mine. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. So, um, honorable honorable mentions. Uh. No, these these are the honorable mentions largely because I haven't seen all of them, but I see I see their their strength and I appreciate them and I'm like, okay, I will I will go I will go to you at some point. Man said um, I see the vision. I respect it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So um transfor- uh the Transformers, as in the ones with um Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, Alien, um, that's that's classic. I need to I need to watch Alien franchise movies, innit? Um, we've got Fast and Fast and Furious and Indiana Jones, which I have seen. Um, but there's but I only include the first three Indiana Jones films. That Crystal Skull business and all that. I'm not I'm not watching that. In that number five, um, mm-hmm. I have also Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings. Um, now it's this low on my list simply because I haven't seen them all in their entirety. Right when I was. Uh, fam, when they were, <laughs> when when they were in the when they were in the coming out in the cinemas, um, <sighs> I was not going to the cinema in um, because not for any other reason apart from like I was just a kid that didn't go to the cinema, and so I'd be I'd be the only one that didn't know what was going on. Um, but yeah, as fr- from what from what I've seen of them and from the, sh- sh- I've I've watched, I've watched um. 
I watched Fellowship of the Ring. That was sick. That was mad. Um, but yeah, I've not seen I've not seen all of the Lord of the Rings films, and so I need to go back and watch them all. So number four is uh, the James Bond franchise, uh, the 007 business. Um, classic. Um, I'm not saying I've seen all of the James Bond films, but I've seen enough Bond films to know what I go on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's it's great. The 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 is great. I love it so much. Um, yeah, and the villain the villains are iconic. The whole like, is this the same guy? Is this not the same guy? Is it a different agent but with the code name? I just it's I I I love that kind of these connection things that happen. So yeah, so that's that's cool. That's my number four. That's James Bond. Number three, uh, I've got also got the Harry Potter um film uh franchise. Cool. Yeah. Um for the same for the same reasons as you, actually, because the books, I rate the books. The films the the films were significant in my childhood. Um but they do not they do not match the they do not match the books. But even at even when they're not at their best, they're still they're still fun. Um yeah. So this is when it gets this is when it gets hard, right, with my number two. And I've been interchanging I've been interchanging these and I had it in one order, right, with my number two and my number one. But I'm like, how do I but I don't know. I don't know. I think it's you know, let me go. Let me go with this order, right? My number two, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I love the, what I've seen of the MCU. It's great. Um, I jumped on it too late, and so there are still bare films that I haven't seen. Um, but I saw what was the what was the what was the first MCU film that I actually saw? I saw was it Black Panther? I don't think it was Black Panther. Ah! I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh. Again, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a cinema going you. So when, when people were going to the cinemas and all these things there, like I just, Jeez. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, uh. it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It was either Black did Panther. Did man or, never? Did man never do put locker on that and fam? Fam, like, listen, this I. I I I I really enjoyed the the um Toby Maguire Spider Man. That's what I should have put on my list. Anyway, I really enjoyed the Toby Maguire Spider Mans and all of the the kind of when Marvel was under Sony. I really really loved like those. I really really loved those films. I really really liked the the X Men kind of stuff, and then it kind of stopped right. And then when Incredible the X Men stuff, the X Men stuff is Fox, by the way. That is Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, what did yeah, I say? What did you, I say? Or you like said you liked when it was under Sony, or you liked the Marvel. Did I say Sony? Sony? Oh, my bad, my bad. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, well, no. Spider Man, Spider Man, I believe is Sony, and then yeah. X Men is Fox. So they're yeah, just yeah, 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 things. yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, but yeah, yeah. I like I liked those those films that were done under under um pre pre Disney MCU. Um, however, I don't know. I think it got to an age when I was just like. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just fell off it. I just fell off it. And then when the Incredible Hulk dropped, I was like, eh, this isn't interesting enough to me. And so there was, there wasn't really enough appeal for me to go and see Iron Man because I wasn't familiar with Iron Man. Um, and yeah, but, but then by the time I heard it was, it was wavy. It was kind of like however many films deep. And so I just didn't, I just didn't. Um, but what I've seen of them, 
great. I love it. Even yeah, we we're roasting Luke Cage, but even Luke Cage, I found it was it was fun in a corny, campy kind of way. Like I, we're I not him. talking about Luke Cage no, in your no, Marvel cinematic no, cinematic franchises. No, so move no, on. Move no, on. No. Wow, wow. Anyway, my number one, as ex- as you probably expected, um, is is Star Wars. Um, and I put Star Wars as my number one because I think it would be very inconsistent of me to not put the Star Wars as the number one, right? I, I, I did it. I did it for the fans and I did it for the culture. Um, but <laughs> Disney, what are you doing? Rogue Surprise. One was sick. Rogue One was mad. Rogue One was... Ro- Ro- Listen, the new films... I love the new films that came out. The only ones, the only ones that I, ha- the only ones that I don't like of all of the Star Wars films actually is Rise of Skywalker, because I, I, I'm, I, I love the prequels. I love the originals. I, I, and I like the prequels. I like the prequels and originals for different reasons. Like with the prequels, it was the story was the story was good, but the execution was not what it should have been. Um, but it's for its time. It was a kids' film. I was a kid at the time, but with the new ones, it's like, come on, come on. Anyway, um, I have I have issues with with Star Wars. I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm breaking up. I'm breaking up with Star Wars to be honest, because the more I deep how they played, big man, you just put it at number one. So I know, I know. Please, I don't I know. understand. The people are confused. So, but so just MCU was stop, almost number stop one. Dissing them. What? I don't know why you're stunting. This is like when oh, you've dear. had like this is this is you basically saying like oh you met like you've got a a girl that you've been dating for like five years and you stop talking for a week um and then you meet another girl who's like nice and friendly and you talk to her for a week and you're like ah oh, I don't know if I'm gonna get back with my da 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 you know and like ah oh, you know this new girl she's cool she's fun where deep down like all your friends know like. Big man, you're going back to your five year relationship because that's the one that you She's love. Like, love stop fronting. Like, yeah. Yeah, stop fronting. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why you're fronting yeah. like that. Please run back through your top five because we all knew it was going to be Star Wars. <laughs> Boy, okay. Number five is Lord of the Rings. Number four, James Bond. Number three, Harry Potter. Number two, MCU. And number one, Star Wars, but your number one isn't as strong in it. You need to fix up. Come on, babes. Fantastic. Mm. Um, cool. Should we get into some poems? <laughs> Let's go. Poems, poems, poems. Eh, hey, yeah. Do you like that, listener? We have a jingle for some poems now. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. We do, we do we it's do. mad. It's mad. It's mad. We love um, it. We love it. It's a uh, sound small, sound light. I was uh, feeling some type of way yeah. about having the, you know, the jingle for the top five. <laughs> I was like, ah, some poems need something. It yeah. needs something. So we got it a little certain. The poem that I'm going to read this week is by Rachel Long, um, mm-hmm. the goat. And it is called Red Hoover. It's in her new collection, called mm-hmm. My Darling from the Lions. We love um, it. But I am reading it from the Poetry Review, uh, Volume 110 to mm-hmm. Summer 2020. Fantastic. He was ridiculously good-looking. He was even Nigerian, though mum flits between this being a good thing in people and the worst. 
I pulled his photo up on the internet, showed her. She decided on the spot his Nigerianness was a good thing. It was easy to pull his photo up on the internet because he was an actor. I'd met him in a theatre. He'd just been awarded a £3,000 cheque for being a Nigerian actor. It was a very hot summer. I wore a black play suit belonging to my younger sister but carried a blazer for a look that said serious play. He offered to buy me a drink, of course. I said I'd prefer to buy my own. And when he insisted, I said, okay, like it was quite inconvenient for me to agree. When our drinks were on the bar and glistening under the velvet heat, he handed the barman his check. Ha ha ha, said the barman. Ha ha ha, I said. So the ridiculously good-looking Nigerian had jokes. <laughs> on my lunch break, I sought a bench outside a gallery to call him. We were awkward. I wanted him to ask me out. Why wasn't he asking me out? Mum began asking after him, where's that good-looking Nigerian? Don't tell me you've ruined it already. Ruh. The second time, I spread out on my bed, swung my legs up the wall, cold and good for my nerves. It was a short call because someone was calling or knocking. Okay, I said like it was of no inconvenience whatsoever. I slid my legs back down the wall. A week later, I was standing in his living room wearing my coat, or it was over my arm, my shoes still on. Either we were just about to go out, or I'd just arrived and he hadn't yet said, here, let me take your coat, or please take off your shoes. He was running all over the house, upstairs, then down, zooming around. He was running a bath, then letting the water out, only to fill it back up. He ducked into a cupboard and yanked a hoover, a red hoover. He began hoovering everywhere. He even hoovered the ceiling. He just walked up the wall and as he did, looked over his shoulder at me on the floor and said, this won't take long, I just have to. When I told mum, she shook her head, laughed, half lemon, half sugar. He's crazy, she shrugged. God's showing you it won't work out because he's all over the place. Shame. That good-looking man. Nigerians, she sighed. Always into something. I'd still look him up on the internet sometimes, just to keep up to date with his plays, the BBC dramas. Then I stopped. For years I didn't think of him. Okay, perhaps, but in a loose and smirking way. Playful. No serious pining. What was there to pine, really? Then, in bed one night, watching an OK adaption on my laptop, the ridiculously good-looking Nigerian walks across the screen. His name escapes my mouth. Half sigh, half whistle. I say it like, damn. I say it like, man, where have you been? He has a few lines, then he's stabbed on a street I recognise having danced down a long time ago long before I met him at that theatre, with his cheque folded into his pocket. I remember our two awkward phone calls and him hoovering his ceiling, and I laugh into my pillow as he bleeds out. Mm. Mm. That is Red Hoover by Rachel Long. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us why you chose this, chose this poem. Um, I chose this poem because it's the only 
poem this week that I read that actually made me feel something. Um, so mm. I was, I was kind of just looking through poems and, and reading some poems um, and thinking about, okay, what am I going to read on the podcast? Um, and I read this poem and initially I was like, ah, I haven't even read um, my darling to the, my darling from the lines yet. Um, mm. So I was like, ah, like I want to read it before I, I then, you know, just like read a poem by of Rachel. Um, but when I came across this in the poetry review, I was mm-hmm. just like, raw. Like that was my response. Like it was just raw. It's strange. I feel like there's a playfulness to it. Um, I'm not even sure how to describe it, but little things like ha 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 said the barman. Ha ha ha. I said, there's yeah. a, there's a definitive style to this piece. Mm-hmm. Um, that is is as she's kind of retelling this event um that like yeah which made me feel something i can't really explain yeah how it's doing it um Mm -hmm. and even trying to articulate what it's doing i'm struggling with but um there's a kind of a, a feeling a mood that she brings to the poem um of like kind of telling this story and you're like lol um this is this is funny like little things yeah. you know i wore a black play suit belonging to my younger sister but carried a blazer for a look that said serious play which yeah. you kind of it's kind of hard to read without like flicking your eyebrows up and being like serious play um do you know what i mean it's yeah, it's yeah. um it's funny or i said i'd prefer to buy my own drink and when he's insisted i said okay like it was quite inconvenient for me to agree there's mm-hmm. a there's something um about it a tone um that i think the speaker is going for um that the speaker achieves um Mm. and and i think it it works really well and then the way that she's able to slide into like surreal kind of ridiculousness like yes man is hoovering the ceiling and i'm completely okay with it like i'm completely (laughs) like yeah. This isn't wild. Like it's like it's different, but I'm like, yeah, yeah the Nigerian Don was probably Hoover in the ceiling. Yeah. Like, and I think a lot of that speaks to um speak to the tone that she's come with. Yeah. Um That's and I it. think the way that she's that it's been written, um and 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 the tone of it that that makes that that makes that slide into this part of the of the poem just just effortless. Um, He was running all over the house, upstairs, then down, zooming around. He was running above, then letting the water out, only to fill it back up. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what? Like, this guy is all (laughs) over the place, Um, you know. And then he began hoovering everywhere. He even hoovered the ceiling. Like, by time, and then he just walked up the wall. And as he did, looked over his shoulder at me on the floor and said, this won't take long. I just have to. And honestly... Maybe it's because to me, the concept of running a bath and then letting the water out only to fill it back up is so wild. Yeah. But but kind of going from that to Hoover in the ceiling, the way that she transitioned, <laughs> like ducked into a cupboard and yanked a Hoover, a red Hoover, like the way that she transitions to that kind of, for me, makes the most sense because I'm like, yeah, if you're mad enough to run a bath and then let it out and then run it again for no apparent reason, then mm. you can probably Hoover a ceiling. Um, <laughs> which I don't know if that says more about me yeah i think it's is there's something quite profound in the idea of this man is like tidying up his house um he's literally trying to defy um 
defy gravity to hide or to clean the things that are going on that are yeah. present. So, you know, he's literally hoovering the ceiling. Um, mm. And he's like, this won't take long. I just have to. And then it, it cuts off. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the idea of, I don't know, having her already in his, um, in his living room, um, but still kind of doing some tidying up. Um, yeah. And it, it, it just made me think of like how you can kind of see somebody trying to clean themselves up for you or trying to prepare or present themselves as presented but it's like i'm already here um Mm. i can already see these things um but they're still kind of trying to clean and hide it um yeah but you can kind of see all that um it just spoke to that a little bit to me um and i think i love the way that um this poem ends it's just mad. Like he has a few lines, then he stabbed on a street. I recognize having danced down a long time ago, long before I met him at, at that theater um, with his check folded into his pocket. Mm. I remember our two awkward phone calls and him hoovering his ceilings. And I laugh into a pillow as he bleeds out. Um, And there's something about her laughing because she's thinking of the phone calls, but then the last two lines uh, and I laugh into my pillow as he bleeds out. Um, mm. And just the idea of of laughing at at this black man dying um, mm. on the screen is is crazy to me. Like that's, mm. it's not crazy, but like the way that she's done it, it's nuts um, that yeah. she's managed to tell this story um, of uh, a Nigerian man that she met and they went on a date and they had two phone calls and, um, or he wants she wanted him to ask him out they had two phone calls it's weird he was hoovering a ceiling um and at the end of it he's on tv and she's um softly kind of making a comment about how we laugh at black people dying on screen um yeah. all without being heavy-handed um mm-hmm. like yeah and it's not it's it's just everything is I don't know. This poem feels so effortless. Um, it feels so, so, um, so subtle. Um, mm. And I think I really enjoyed this poem this week because um, I felt it more um, yeah. and it was fun and it was interesting and um, it engaged me and it made me want to respond. Um, and yeah. And I think, I'm probably in terms of if like how coherent I would want to be about a poem before I read it. Um, I wasn't yeah. there with this poem, but in terms of like, no, I have to read this because it made me feel something. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why I chose it, man. Yeah. Rich. Yeah. Rich is one of those poets where like the work, the work will hit you, but you, you'll have to process, you have to process for a while as to why, as to what about it is, I mean, you know what about it's hit you, but in terms of being able to articulate kind of like why and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, it, that that takes that takes time. Um, I think I'm a I'm I'm just a I'm just a fan of Rachel's Rachel's style. The well, I guess the, the, in this one anyway, the the delivery is like the delivery is quite um quite dry, but in like a mm. in a real in a quite quite a funny um matter of fact way that is so matter of fact. And so kind of direct in that way that in some ways, even the delivery, the delivery um, kind of sets you up for the absurdness. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's Red Hoover, man. Um, mm. Red Hoover by Rachel Long. Yes. Yes. My turn. This next poem, this poem that I'm going to be reading is called Thank You by Ross Gay. If you find yourself half naked and barefoot in the frosty grass, hearing again the earth's great sonorous moan that says you are the heir of the now and gone, that says all you love will turn to dust and will meet you there, do not raise your fist. Do not raise your small voice against it and do not take cover. Instead, Curl your toes into the grass. Watch the cloud ascending from your lips. Walk through the garden's dormant splendor. Say only, thank you. Thank you. And that is Thank You by Ross Gay. Sick. Um, Why did you choose that poem? Um... It just, it hit me um, on, and yeah, it just, it just, it just hit me um, when I read it. And when did I, when did I read this? I read this like, I read this quite early in the week. I just happened to be going through my emails and this was there. And I was like, okay, Poetry Foundation. And I read it and I was like, okay, um, I am, I'm adding this. Um yeah I, I i this it just it just resonated um it yeah it really it, it it just it just resonated um i'm yeah i can't remember exactly kind of what was what was in my mind or kind of in my in my in my heart at the time but this this one really really hit um the it's such a small moment right it's such a small moment and it's i I think it it captures it's um what's the word what's the word what's the word what's the word okay it's 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 kind of like in the it's that feeling of being overwhelmed right i think it reminds me of um it reminds me of a late night and just 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 absorbing and weathering all of these things and yeah it's not even so much it's not even so much a gratitude it's more it's more just an acceptance of things i don't know i think there's there's something there's something biblical about this about this poem for me um there's something that kind of gives me the sense of like it feels it kind of feels a bit like a psalm in that um in that the speaker is in this well not even the not even the speaker actually the addressee in the poem is in this um is experiencing this turmoil but there is but there is still kind of an inner peace that appears in the midst of that um the language is the language i really really love um the the earth's great sonorous moan that says you are the you are you are the heir of the now and gone um yeah i think yeah just uh, there's yeah i think i think it's 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 easy to become it's easy to um feel 
overwhelmed by kind of a sense of meaninglessness, right? Because everything is so ephemeral. But I think there is, I think there is a beauty in being a wisp of smoke and seeing what shape your, what shape your life will spin into before it disappears. Um, yeah, everything you love will turn to dust, and you will meet them there. Um, do not raise, do not raise your fist. Um, there's, yeah, because why? Um, yeah, it's yeah and just and the, the connection with the, the connection with the senses i think is 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 great i think there's a there's a way to there's a way to do this poem that gets very heady and gets quite conceptual and could get philosophical but i think what what ross is doing here is it becomes very is, is it is it is it carnal is it is it fleshy there's i don't there's yeah there's something about it that connects to the that connects to the body and i think because your because this is a this universal existential thing then becomes a very physical sensation you it's it's the nakedness and it's the frost and it's the and it's the um steam coming out from the or the vapor coming out from the coming out from the mouth that then even the vapor in itself kind of is connected to the shortness and the briefness of existence and of life. I think it's 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 just great. It's it's really really good. Where's, this is where's the oh, vapor? So, uh, uh, oh wait, is there a vapor? I I there. I don't think that it mentions it. Oh yeah, watch watch the cloud descending from your lips. Um, so that's like on oh, okay. a on a cold morning. Yeah, when you breathe and there's and there's vapor in front of your breath. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure kind of how I'm not sure how literal the um image is in terms of finding yourself half naked barefoot on the frosty grass um or yeah I'm not sure how I'm not yeah I'm not sure I'm curious about the state of mind of the person that's like gone out into the like how did you just step outside did, is this on your front lawn? Is this in your back garden? Is this like in a park somewhere? Did this person just have a breakdown? Were they out camping? There's all all of all of these all of these questions, but in some ways, all of that is irrelevant. How you got there is irrelevant. The point is, you are there and you are here, and it is and it is brief. And just say thank you. Yeah, this is this is probably this is probably a poem that I'm going to, that I'm going to keep revisiting and revisiting and revisiting. Um, not for any other reason than it just it just hits um and it hits on a it hits on a it hits on a very deep level for me um yeah i don't know what 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 are your thoughts on it do you have any thoughts on this yeah no i think i was just a bit like uh, initially when i read it um just standing in the earth um and kind mm. of walking barefoot um yeah just the concept of of that um and i guess how we sort of fight against nature or how we can want to fight against um inevitable so where he says all you love will turn to dust so it's kind of like when you kind of step and put your foot in the earth and like you're walking barefoot and you kind of you realize that like like everything's gonna die everything's gonna return Mm. to this um like 
kind of like do not raise your fist he says do not raise your fist do not raise your small voice against it um kind of the realization of what you are that you are small and that Mm -hmm. the world is big but it's also it says and do not take cover um so it's kind of this this don't don't uh try and fight against the inevitable but don't kind of give up against Mm. it either um just kind of be in it um and and be thankful Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like this thing of like be in it and be thankful for life um and this yeah yeah, it's just um yes it's it's really interesting on that front Mm, 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 mm. i've just yeah just as as you mentioned that it's that just i looked over the point of all all your love will turn to dust and will meet you there so there's Mm -hmm. so like there's 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 a suggestion that like I'm not saying that I'm not saying that these things aren't going to outlast you. They will outlast you, but they will follow. They will follow you where 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 you've gone to. Um, yeah, that's boy. Yeah, it's it's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. Um, I'm not sure what there is left for me to say on this, so I'm just gonna round it off there. Um, yeah, thank you by Ross Gay. And so we that is the end of the podcast. Um yeah. yo, we gave you a top five, our top five cinematic franchises. Um mm-hmm. we also read you some poems uh, after our new some poems jingle. Um we read uh Red Hoover by Rachel Long. Um, yes. that is in in my darling from the lions go mm. and cop that expeditiously buy it, buy it. um we also read thank you by ross gay uh-huh. the music that you're listening to in the background is by gabriel p jones follow, follow us him. on twitter at sugar and dread Red. um Apple Apple Podcasts Leave mm-hmm. us a review Give us five stars Please please yeah. please We're on Spotify We're on Google We're on, we're on all Stitcher. of them Deezer Stitcher all Everywhere fam um, And yeah man Like Bless Yeah Bless 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 Yeah